let's talk about boxing. Let's talk about my dad. Let's talk about myself. Let's talk about my team. Let's just talk about different things. Well, let me talk about it, not let us. Well, I'm going to talk to you guys. Check this out. When you talk about who's the best trainer, it's my dad, hands down. The reason why is because my dad trains his fighters to be ready all around the board, not just holding hand mitts. My dad going to make sure that you're ready all around the board. Mentally, physically, he's going to make sure that when it's wartime, you're going to be ready. And my dad was able to do that. Al Heyman, you're an amazing person, a very shrewd businessman. Another father that understood that I really wanted to learn the business on the outside. We worked hand in hand, years and years together, and we made it happen. And you're not just a great manager or a great advisor. You're one of the greatest people that I ever met in my life. And I can't leave my dad out. Of course, dad, without you, all this wouldn't be possible. Without you, dad, I would never met Al Heyman because you taught me the sport of boxing. And me, Al was able to join forces and come together and make some major things happen in the sport of boxing. Me, myself, my career, 50 and 0, 20, what, 20 to 22 years, 23 years, I really don't know. I had a great career. Um, I had good days in the boxing gym as well as bad days. The bad days is when I go to the boxing gym and I don't do good in sparring. But guess what? It's all a learning process. So when you have a, when I have a bad day in the gym, I say, guess what? I don't care. I'm just learning. I'm just practicing my craft. So this where in a boxing gym, I can make mistakes. But once I got under the lights, I did what I had to do. To my team and my staff, you guys are amazing. And to all the fans, I want to say thank you for all the support. And to all the writers, whether you wrote a good story about me or whether you wrote a bad story about me, I don't give a fuck as long as you wrote the story. Money may all day. Yes, well, the big man's been in the Winnebago all week. So let's catch up with him and see how he's feeling. <laughs> Dillian, good to see you uh, last night in the Winnebago. How did you sleep? It was good, mate. Good, very good, very good. Sleep well, refreshed, ready to go. How are the nerves? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm good, you know, obviously. It's a hard fight, you know, a dangerous fight and that, but, you know, I'm ready, man. I'm prepared. You know, I train hard, I'm in good shape. I went and fit all this problems for people, you know. When will that switch happen, that mentality switch to fight mode? Will that be when you leave here, when you get to the venue, or when you're having your hands wrapping? About two minutes before it's goal time, you know, I'm usually chatting and joking and messing about. Two minutes before it's goal time, then I switch on. You've become a real fan's favourite. There's no fans there tonight. I just wondered Thank if you, you had a final message for your fans that are going to be watching back home. Thank you guys for all the support, you know, tune in tonight, I'll do you guys proud. And it's maximum violence, that's the mantra that's been that's uh, right. been given all week. That's right, that's right, you know, straight maximum violence, that's what I try and do. I just try and leave it in the ring, you know, I'd never try and take the easy way out. Wish you all the best of luck, go well. Respect.
Yeah, it was a good fight. Tom Brennan was a tough customer, but um, I felt in control in there, and uh, it's good to shake the ring rust off after, after about 10 months at the ring. So. And I know uh, last time you made the ring walk, I believe you had two girls left and right of you. <laughs> yeah. What was it like without them tonight? <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the same, but um, it's better to be fighting than not at these, at these times. So I'm, of I'm course, for that. of course. And I didn't see because obviously without replays, it's hard to see. What happened at the end of round two? I don't know if it was a slip or. Yeah, I threw a, a big overhand right. Yeah. As a threat, went off balance a little bit, it slipped yeah. over, but it was. It was and obviously. when did you look to get out there next? I know it was a close fight, but did you feel ready, rare yeah, and ready yeah, to two, go again soon? I'm ready to go in two weeks. Two weeks, September yeah. the 5th. September the 5th. That's Be it. ready then, people. September the 5th. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Michael. A split draw to start things off tonight in the fight camp finale. Your thoughts, first of all, on the fight and the decision as well? Absolutely disappointed in uh, two of the referees. Uh, the first referee said it was 97 93. I believe that was fair, and that's how the fight should have gone. So, very disappointed. Um, it's my first fight after 11 months, so I'm happy with my performance. I know a little bit of ring rust at the start, but I dominated the last half of the fight, and I believe I won it. So what can I do? Saying about the last half of the fight there, it was quite even after the first four. I think Andy Clark had you 4-2 up after six, but mm. as you're just saying there, you always felt you were doing enough to mm. win as the fights and as the fight came to a close. Yeah, very disappointed at the draw. I definitely deserved that. I put all of it into it. Yeah, but you know, we move on. I'm 22, as I always say, and uh, hopefully get a title fight next fight. You put your punches together well, ripping home shots to mm. the body. Was the plan always to try and slow him down and break him down that way? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm not going to lie, uh, 11 months out gave me a bit, I felt the ring rust at the start of the fight. But I walked, I worked into it and uh, yeah, ripped him in the body, got him in the head, cut him, made him bleed. Yeah, got a punch in the eye. <laughs> yeah, at least, uh, at least the fans enjoyed the fight. I hope, I, hopefully they did. You looked the bigger puncher in there out of the two of you, but credit to Jackie, he mm. showed toughness as well. He took it well. Yeah, he took the punches. Uh, he did, yeah, he did well. Surprise with his head. Yeah. But how did he compare? You said that you didn't really rate him heading, heading into this fight. How did he compare with what you were faced with, with tonight? Yeah, I, I, I rate him for his durability, but I still believe I beat him. And your, your dad, who's over there, he's been a great mm. character uh, mm. to have in and around the fight camp bubble. How important is, is your relationship, do you feel, will be moving forward with your career? Yeah, of course, my dad knows the truth. He knows I won that fight. And of course, I'm, uh, I'm not going to lose hope. I'm going to keep going and training hard and look forward to the next fight. Hopefully it'll be a lot sooner than 11 months. But of course, only 22 years mm. of age and despite maybe now you might get recognised a little bit more than you were in your uni days, but yeah. much more to come from you in a good learning fight as well. A lot more to come, yeah. Hopefully another show and another fight on Matchroom. Well, Zach, thanks for your time. Cheers. Won't be shy, cause I, the life won't bring you down too far. Dear, this is Coogan Cassis for RFL TV in association with MTK Global. Well, we're about... This is it, baby. This is it. Hour and a half? Hour and 20 minutes Hour till liftoff. About to put the whistle on. We've just crept upstairs into the boardroom of the matchroom boxing. Is this what this is? It's a, well, obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. A bit windy. It's supposed to die down, but ready to go, mate. Nervous. A bit sad, really as well that it's the last one, do you know what I mean? But I'm looking for a cracker tonight to sign off and I really think we're going to get it. So have you spoken to Dillian today? Was... Not today, no. 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 Is there any reason for that you don't usually talk to him? No, not really. I mean, 
some fighters want to talk to you and they want, you know, sometimes they just like to chat because they're bored. He's obviously got a lot of people around him. Um, unusual for me to speak to a fighter on the day unless I'm around the hotel with them and, you know, I might bump into them. But, you know, everyone's different. I mean, Carl Froch used to love me talking to him because he would, he, for some reason, Carl wanted reassurance, you know, like about the fight and stuff. He loved to talk about it and sort of, but most people are chilled. You know, we saw Dillian, well, yesterday and obviously last night in a bubble. So, you know, he doesn't need me to tell him to knock a geezer spark out. He does it for fun. So he should be arriving in a couple of hours. Fighters are starting to arrive now. And uh, 7 p.m., we're good to go. I know it's uh, risky, but I know you'd already be thinking about tomorrow, if mm. you like, and what you're going to do if, should he come through, and hopefully mm. he does come through tonight. But what, I mean, from tomorrow onwards, I'm assuming you're just going to go do everything you can to kind of push these issues on the WBC. Yeah, that's done. I mean, the hard work on that is done. They, it's impossible to go back on that, you know, with what we've got in writing from them. So I think that hard work's done. All he's got to do now is take this opportunity and, and win tonight. Um, for us, you know, they've made it quite clear the negotiations will start following the Wilder Fury fight. Now, if Wilder doesn't fight Fury, we'll be pushing for that to happen now. But as Dillian says, like this is such a dangerous, risky fight. We'll worry about that tomorrow. Tonight is all about getting through that. And you know, it was a big, big challenge getting this over the line with no crowds. We all know that you can kind of do a show with smaller names, you know, for smaller purses and just about survive. But what you can't do is do big names, you know, undisputed fights, world heavyweight number ones, interim world championships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera without a crowd and we've managed to do it and I'm really pleased and you know it's been a huge success and what we're seeing today the interest the numbers you know touch wood it's going to be a monstrous night so um, just hope he gets the win hope Katie gets the win and you know hopefully uh, we can celebrate tonight Josh uh, he's obviously working for Sky tonight yeah he's coming in 15 minutes is he really? yeah Okay. He won't be able to move with the early start, but no, you know. does he not know it starts? At <laughs> probably, probably not. Otherwise, he might not come at six nine in though. But uh, he'll be here. But are you, obviously, you, when you speak to him, do you not when you mention about the possibility of what you were telling us the other mm -hmm. day about if White is elevated to WBC mm -hmm. full champion, then that's the fight will be. That's the fight. Well, he's not really talks about it. I just you know I've represented him for seven years so I know what he's always wanted and I know what he wants and you know it was never about fighting Deontay Wilder it was about the WBC world title and proving himself as the best now it's about Tyson Fury because he has the WBC world title and some people think he's the best some people think Joshua's the best so that's the, the ambition for Anthony Joshua if Dillian White is WBC champion he'll want to fight Dillian White and win that final belt so these are all things that are going to play out as I said tonight is like the first piece of or part of unlocking that jigsaw and we'll know a lot more after tonight we won't know everything but we can start the wheels in motion to see where the end of 2020 takes us and where 20 to what 2021 might look like i mean regardless of what people think joshua wouldn't want dillian to lose tonight would no he? he's you know i'm not saying he thinks povetkin's going to win but i think he's i don't i think he's unsure you know i think he thinks that povetkin has a fantastic chance um but he does rate Dillian White, you know, and I think that um, 
he just thinks that Povetkin's very good and very well scored, and he thinks it's going to be a really good close fight. I think probably that thinks it could go either way. So they're not going to get around each other like are they? Well, they can't. Because AJ's in the non-tested area, so he shouldn't go in that area anyway. And the only way he'd be able to get in there is if he jumped the fence and probably went past the security. So no, you know, they don't need to get near each other. They can see and talk to each other from where they are. You know where the presentation thing is. You know, hello, mate. That's about how you'd have to talk for each other to hear each other. So it's not going to be difficult for them to... Can Dillian go to AJ? No. No. We don't want that. You know, look, there's... Yeah, you do. No, we don't. They're going to... What you'll get will be enough. But let's get the win first. Do you know what I mean? Like, and AJ's not here to have confrontation with Dillian. And Dillian's not going to want to have confrontation with AJ. Don't get me wrong. If someone says anything, who knows? But... Um, there's going to be a lot of questions after, you know, and it's that's why AJ's here. AJ's here because Sky want him to work tonight, but he's also here because he wants to see the fight, and he's interested. He might be fighting one of them, so you know. Why? Why didn't you like invite like Fury to this? Why wouldn't you invite Fury to this? One because uh, I'm not sure whether he would be not allowed, but whether he'd want to come. Would he feel like? He's sort of putting himself in the mix for Wyatt and he's trying to make himself clear that he's not interested in Dillian White. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, okay. obviously he's with BT. Not that we wouldn't have a BT fighter on, but obviously you invite the fighters that you know are on the platform and AJ's, you know, regardless of what people think, by far the biggest star. So, he's the number one choice. He's a Sky ambassador, you know, so it's pretty obvious. But he's, he would have been welcome to come. You've invited him to shows in the past, haven't you? Yeah, he's come, but he, he's blocked me on Twitter. So, still blocked? Yeah, still blocked. He blocked me about six months ago. Don't know why, but he still phones me every now and again. You'll have to ask him if he can unblock me from Twitter. Oh, when's the last phone conversation you had with him? I missed a call from him, and then I called him back, and he didn't pick up. And that was about two weeks ago. Always well, interesting to know what goes through his head when he's... Uh... He goes on a spree. I think he phones everybody he knows. So, yeah, I'll, so, I'll get one of them. So you announced yesterday that all your 400 and whatever 433 tests, tests yeah, all yeah. negative, so that's good news. That's not just good news for us and for boxing, I think that's good news for the country, you know, that we've had that many tests and no negatives. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come, and now it will be interesting to see the procedures and the regulation that the British Boxing Border Control put into place moving forward. Do we have to do tests? Because actually you don't have to do tests now. The government do not insist on testing for sporting events anymore. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's down to the regulations, i.e. the British Boxing Board of Control. And we, you know, having gone through this protocol, hopefully in September, we don't have to do tests anymore. So there's been no issues, no dramas today? No, nothing today. I mean, apart, apart from the wind, but it looks to be dying down. Everyone's ready, mate. It's a massive night. You know, it's the return of big time boxing after the pandemic. It's a cracking card. Everything looks hunky-dory. I think there's going to be a lot of drama and upsets tonight. I don't know whether that comes in the two big fights or across the three but are or whatever. Really upset, so that's no, the not really. I mean, who's the biggest outsider? Povetkin at three to one or seven to four, nine to four, whatever he is. So that's a, a slight outsider. You know what I mean? So, but Dillian's a favourite. I think Katie's a slight favourite. But both of those fights could go either way. And do we think really Taylor's going to get the win and, and White's going to get the win without drama? No. So hold on to your fucking hats. 
Just give me the timings quickly so people know. Okay, 7pm, we're alive on Sky Sports, main event, Action and Sky One. You've got half an hour of free view, don't get too greedy, we're only going to show you about two or three rounds of Cullen against Chelly, warm you up with a little bit of war in there early, then we're going to go to the encryption, 7.30, Sky Sports box office, then you'll get about the other eight rounds of Cullen Chelly, they will go to war. Then around 8pm, you're going to get Babich against Winters, heavyweight dust-up, the Savage, is he the real deal? And then about 8.45, you're going to go Clay against Congo. 9.30-ish, you're going to get Taylor for soon two, the rematch. And then around 10.15, 10.30, you're going to get White for Betkin. So I hope you enjoy it. It's been a huge task putting this together. Don't forget we have no crowd, which has been a big, big challenge to get this together. So we appreciate your support. And as I said, the numbers are looking fantastic. Let's hope they continue to fly in. And we have a great night and we give you entertainment. The fighters are safe and we have loads of drama and a night we'll never forget. You were trending again yesterday. Was I? Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't mean to do it, but I just seem to make a tit out of myself on a regular basis. I just said on an Instagram post this morning, like, someone, someone posted again, Hearn is making a mockery out of boxing. It's like, mate, I'm just doing a little karaoke song. I mean, if you can't enjoy yourself, what's the point of even being here? Don't take yourself too seriously. If I rated myself so much, do you think I'd make a tit out of myself time and time again? All right, I can sing a little bit so it weren't too bad, but how often do I make a tit out of myself? Non-stop. You know why? Because I don't care. I live my life on myself. You like me, you don't like me. It doesn't matter. I ain't going to lose any sleep on it. You shouldn't think too hard about Eddie Hearn. You know, sometimes you, I'll make you laugh, sometimes you think I'm a prick. Don't really matter. But don't take yourself too seriously. You know, you're never going to get me, oh, mate, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, you know, someone else getting up there in a bubble and doing a little bit of uh, Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone? With your own added lyrics. Yeah, exactly. But look, mate, at the end of the day, you know, not to put a too fine a point on it, we're all going to end up in the ground, right? So enjoy yourself while you're here. That's what matters. Otherwise, you're going to sit there in your last few days and go, fuck me, I was a miserable bastard. I didn't even really enjoy life. I was bitter, I moaned a lot. So, in, you know, spend time with your family, love your life, love what you do, and enjoy yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. As, as We're all the same. Josh Denzel didn't do yesterday. No, well, he had a bit of a mare, but, you know, thankfully I've got a decent voice. Shout out, Josh Denzel. Eddie Hearn, we'll catch you after the fight. Cheers, guys. Do really appreciate the support. Thank you very much. Life won't bring you down too far. Any flexing for seconds out? Delighted to invite you to the latest edition of Debella's Digest. Lou Debella, last week on vacation, cocktail in hand, now back home. Um, I almost dread to ask, how's your week been? Not as good as last week. Uh, <laughs> I think we could have predicted that. I had my, uh, my guy Eric Walker fought a pretty brave fight the other night against Matrimoff. That was uh, very entertaining. Yeah, I, was proud of, I, was, I was proud of that effort against a guy that was supposed to be King Kong. Um, and I, I thought he did really well. Um, no, 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 not much new. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here reading boxing scene every day. Uh, all the machinations going on in, in the business right now, it's pretty strange. 
Um, we'll see. Well, we're we're going to ask you about some of those machinations, I think. Um, Starting with something we've discussed before, and that's the potential comeback of Oscar De La Hoya. It's something that seemed not entirely serious the first time it came around, just kind of a slow news day combined with De La Hoya's boredom. But now he's kind of doubled down and says he, he's training for it. He really intends to come back. Other fighters have started throwing their relative, uh, individual hats in the ring to, to be opposite him in what will surely make money. Every, every single reigning world champion would beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Whether it's a 154-pound champion or a 60-pound champion or a 68-pound champion. I mean, Oscar's one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen. But he's 47 fucking years old. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, his, he, was, he was Shotsky at the end of his career. He wasn't the same guy. So, he's, I mean, the idea of coming back and talking about a real comeback, it just, I, I, I don't like it for him. I don't like it for Sergio. I don't like it, you know. You know how I feel about the Tyson thing. Look, as much as I'm blocked by Oscar, so I can't even see his tweets. He's blocked me for years. But um, <laughs> what, Why is but that? You know Do, you know why? Why? Do you know why he's blocked you? I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. But, but, but here, here's what I think. It's his life, similar to it's Sergio Martinez's life. It's Tyson's life. It's Roy Jones's life. It's his life, and, and he can do what, what he's going to be legally allowed to do by an athletic commission and what the sport's going to let him do. That being said, I mean, there were fights he could have right now that I would actually think wouldn't be dangerous on their face. But when I start hearing people actually conjecture about Canelo Alvarez against Oscar, I mean, why don't you just have someone shoot him? You know, make it easier. I mean, you know, I mean, the idea of Oscar fighting a Canelo Alvarez right now is an absurdity. It's perverse. It's it's disgusting. It's it, it can't be allowed to happen. That that's that's not going to happen. You know. I mean. Um, you know. Who knows? Maravi is coming back this this weekend. Maybe they wind up fighting in the future. Maybe he fights Chavez Jr. in the future. I don't know. I don't love the idea of a comeback. He's entitled to do what he wants to do as his own man. You know. I I I uh, I'm not going to cr- criticize these older guys you know, for their desire to come back because as we've discussed before, they identify themselves as fighters. That's what they are. That's what they know how to do. And I think uh, every fighter, every athlete that had a tremendous career that walks away, they're pulled back, you know, but in boxing, it's a little different because guys are trying to knock your head off. So when you get older, it's not just your skills deteriorate or your reflexes erode or you're not what you used to be. It's you're in danger. And you also took a long, I mean, Oscar was a fighter from the time he was a child, you know, when, uh, until he was in his late thirties. And, and um, he took a lot of punishment over the years, you know, to come back now with 47 years old, doesn't, it, 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 I don't like it. It, it. I don't like it. I, uh, and I hope that reason will prevail. You know, I don't want to keep hearing people conjecturing about him fighting Keith Thurman or him fighting, I mean, a crazy shit I've been reading. I mean, Canelo Alvarez. First of all, I can't imagine Oscar would be able to fight at less than 68 or 60 at this point anyway. But the idea of fighting a world-class 68 or 60, that's sort of preposterous to me. How much of his uh, purported desire to come back do you think is down to his own personal determination to relive past glories? And how much is down to golden boy not really having much going on at the moment and needing something to to put on 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and still believe it's mostly, it's mostly personal. Um, I, I, uh, I think that, you know, they're having issues, you know, Canelo's having some issues out there, but they still have Canelo and they have some up and coming stars and Ryan Garcia and Virgil Ortiz, and they have a deal with the zone. So as you know, they're not in a terrible position for a promotional company. Um, so I'm believing that basically it's mostly his personal drive, his personal ego and, and desire to, to get back in there. Uh, I, I, uh, I think it has less to do with his company being in dire straits. Uh, I, think, I think it has a lot more to do with just his own personal goals. We recently saw a couple of news points regarding Canelo um, following in quick succession. Firstly, it was announced by the WBC that they were happy to sanction Canelo against Avni Yildirim, the longtime WBC number one contender at 168 pounds for their vacant title, which in theory would give Canelo his long-awaited and legitimate four-weight world championship claim. But a lot of people spoke out against it almost immediately, called it a mismatch. And this news story was followed a day or two later by DAZN saying, no, we, we wouldn't accept that. We wouldn't put that on our, on our um, platform. A lot of respect for the zone for kind of putting their marker in the sand and saying this isn't good enough, even though it's a world title fight. It, you know, first of all, from the ratings organization standpoint, Canelo's an 800-pound gorilla economically. He's the biggest name in the sport. So every, I mean, I, I don't criticize the BC more than I criticize anybody else. They're all going to roll over for Canelo sure. and make, you know, and, and approve whatever Canelo wants because Canelo generates the money. Um, and by the way, Yiltrim's not any worse than a lot of the other guys, than the other names I've heard, if they're looking at a diminished opponent. Um, but from a zone standpoint, they need to do fights that mean something and resonate. And I don't think they can afford, I think it's really, really throwing good money after bad to spend tens of millions of dollars for a non-competitive fight that no one wants to see. And, you know, I, I think that the guys that run the zone right now are are doing what they have to do to protect their, their, you know, to protect their bankroll. You know, I think that they, they, they need, um, they need Canelo in a meaningful fight. And I think also they're pissed off that they haven't already gotten a triple G fight, which they thought they bargained for right in the beginning. Yeah. Now, obviously their contract didn't cover them well enough, but um, I, I think they're doing the right thing by holding their ground at the moment. But at some point, you know, you, you don't, move ahead by continuing to fight with people. You move ahead by finding something of a common ground and figuring out a way to move forward. So I'm anticipating that they're going to figure out something and that Canelo will be back in the ring this fall on the zone. Um, I still, if I had to bet, think that Callum Smith's probably a leading candidate. As we speak right now, we're still two days away from what in the UK is a box office event. It's on the zone in the US, headlined by Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin. When this video actually goes out, the fight may be close. It may have already happened. So I'm not going to ask you for a prediction, but some new, well, not really news, but some developments happened this week with the WBC again, um, saying that whatever Tyson Fury does, whether his third fight with Wilder falls through, he wants a tune-up, allegedly. Well, not a tune-up. He wants another fight if the Wilder fight doesn't happen. They've said he has to fight Dillian White regardless, you know, either instead of Wilder or directly after Wilder. And then Eddie Hearn started talking about the potential of the WBC to strip Fury if he doesn't um, meet that mandatory obligation. What, what do you make of all that? And does it, if he is stripped... Okay, here's what I think. 
Fury's bigger than the fucking belts. Yeah. Okay. You know, the belt doesn't mean shit. The, the fight people want to see the most is Fury against AJ, uh, uh, right now against AJ. Um, you know, there's also obviously the Deontay Wilder fight with Fury sitting out there. There's not uh, a worldwide cry for Dillian White. However, Dillian's been sitting there a long time and he's earned this opportunity. You know what? Sometimes there needs to be a stripping maybe. I mean, if, if, you know, he's entitled to fight for a belt, but does it really hurt AJ so much? So he loses a belt that he maybe picks up. Uh, Fury maybe loses a belt that he, he picks up again or fights again for in the future. Um, it doesn't surprise me that they have to do something to protect the interests of Dillian White. And, um, and if they strip, they strip. It doesn't make Fury lesser. It doesn't diminish Fury as the best heavyweight on the planet. Does it diminish uh, the Joshua fight to an extent, though, in that it won't be an undisputed title fight anymore? I mean, maybe, but, you know, look, it, honestly, if Fury... Here's what I believe. If Fury and, and AJ can be made in the near future, they'll find a way to deal with Dillian White. Yeah. Okay? You know, they, but, but you know what? Fury and AJ is not happening right now with no crowds. Like, I, we, we discussed this six months ago. I, I feel like Nostradamus because everything I predicted six months ago has pretty much come to fruition. Remember I told you with all, remember the press conferences about we're going to come back with the biggest and best fights. And I said, Danny, Eddie can lower Eddie your can, expectations, lower <laughs> your expectations. Eddie could say whatever he wants to, but that's not how he's coming back. Um, I, I, I think that they'll figure out a way to deal with white, but, but if, if they were to strip, Dillian White's been sitting there a long, long time. And by the way, I have no interest in Povetkin. I just don't at this point. I mean, I don't really have a lot of interest in this fight. I, I do think Povetkin's a big, strong guy. So he, po he, he poses a level of danger. Um, and by the way, there's also, you also wonder for every one of these fights, Dillian's fighting, where he's not getting the carrot at the end of the stick. For every one of these fights that he's fighting, will there be that one night where he has an off night yeah. just because it's hard to keep motivating. I don't think the off night's going to come against Pavekin. So if you, you know, I think if, if, if this comes out after the fight, I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting Dillian to win. Stranger things have happened than Pavekin winning, but I, but I, I, I expect Dillian to win the fight. And he looks, he looks to be in good form from what I saw pictures and stuff. He looks like he's in good shape. I think I'll almost certainly put it out before the fight now. <laughs> now, now you've kind of given a prediction. As much as I'd like to embarrass you if he pulls off the upset, <laughs> I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you that he'll come through this test. All right, well, we hope for a, a better week for you next week. You're not going back on vacation, presumably, so. No, you know what? I, I actually swear to God, I'm thinking about taking a couple of more days next week. I need to get away. I'm, uh, I'm getting stir crazy. Um, you should. But You're I'm, so I'm much more relaxed. Yeah, I was. Last week, I was... Uh, I, I, I mean, this I, is better I, for us, you know, for viewers and stuff, but for your, for your own health and well-being, I think it's a good idea to, to take some I, time. I, ho I hope the next time we're talking, I'm back with a, a waterfront view. And but, a right uh, punch in hand, yeah. There, there we go. Good to talk to you, Dan. I'll talk and to you, you soon. Take care. Speak take care. Bye-bye.